This is Larry Fessenden. And this is Glenn McQuaid. And you're listening to Tales from Beyond the Pale. The podcast. Greetings, audiophiles. I'm glad you're still with me. It can get lonely here in the new Tales HQ. I thought it'd be nice to get away from the hoi polloi, but you know, it is rather remote here atop the lighthouse tower. Not that I'm complaining, but when the weather gets raging, why, you can almost take it personally. There's that sound again. You know how it is when you're in a new place, have to get used to the noises. Still, it might be worth checking it out. Oh my, it's really coming down. Torrents. Hope my light is still cutting through this mess. But look, there, you see? I'm not imagining it. There's a shape down 30 feet, like something's attached itself to the side of the lighthouse. Still, it's not moving that I can tell. You know what? I'm not gonna let my nerves or that shape interrupt what we're doing here. I think I have just the tale for my mood right now. It is a tale of solitude on the far reaches of the galaxy, penned by our pal Brom Ravel, an illustrator and writer that we've known since the turn of the last century. Here's a tale that takes place centuries hence, but still, human nature remains the same, fragile, stubborn, defiant, alone, even on the edge of space. I hope you'll enjoy Brahm Ravel's Junk Science. One? I'm sorry to wake you unnecessarily, Pike, but it was another false alarm. Sea type? Yes, Pike. 77% ice, 21% rock, and only 2% salvageable material. Not worth the fuel it would take to extract. I know, I know. Not worth the effort. Well, you can't say we're not consistent. Did you at least get some coffee going? I'm sorry to disappoint you again. What? But the last of the coffee reserves were expended yesterday morning. Christ, Al, you're killing me. Why the hell didn't you warn me? I informed you at the last port that we needed more rations. I don't see what else I could have done. Well, you're the bean counter, Al. How are we supposed to buy rations without any credits? I take it that that is a rhetorical question. Because if you could figure that one out, I'd gladly retire from this godforsaken racket. I mean, it sure as hell ain't out here for the company. So we got any leads? We are now beyond the Kuiper Belt, which, as you know, has largely been picked clean. At approximately 8.9 billion kilometers from Earth, this area is mostly unmapped. And while there are far fewer trans-Neptunian objects here on the farthest edges of our solar system, I am currently tracking six asteroids within one million kilometers of our current location. However, my sensors cannot scan them for salvageable materials at this distance. Jesus, I can't believe it's come to this. 
When they first opened up the Kuiper Belt, every rock you bounced into was a mother load. It was like being able to pull gold right out of the stream with your bare hands. And that was, what, like seven years ago? It's been five years and seven months since you left the company. Jesus, is that it? Feels like it's been ten. And we're already past the Kuiper Belt. I thought we'd be able to live off that for at least a thousand years. Hell, at least my lifetime. One hundred years ago, men thought the same thing about Earth. Yeah, well, they were idiots to think that. It ain't never gonna be enough, Al. Not as long as there's another rock to look under or another horizon across. And you see no irony in that statement? I don't expect you to understand, Al, because you're a goddamn computer built to recognize complex patterns in multi-dimensional vector space, and you can't even make sure I have a cup of coffee when I wake up. You know, humans were once adept at pattern recognition. What the hell's that supposed to mean? I can make you a green tea instead. Fuck you, Al. Fuck you and your green tea. Just plot a course to the nearest rock and let's get moving. A rock? Yes, I'm scanning now. Come on, baby, come on, baby. Daddy needs a cup of coffee. C type. Ah, oh, hell, come on. 82% ice and 8% rock. No salvageable material. Enough, I don't need to hear it, Al. The only thing out here is ice. We're fooling ourselves. How are the energy reserves? We will be moving into the red in the next six hours. Great. How long does that give us? Three days before our remaining reserves will be needed to safely reach the nearest port to refuel. Right. Three days of bust. Is that another one? No, it appears to be another ship. Bring up their field signature. Yeah, I'd recognize that ship anywhere. Sounds like they're towing something big, too. Hail them on the comm. Right away, Pike. Well, 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 look who it is. Little Pikey and his crew of none, huh? Aboard the last chance. Ship's called the last refuge, Timo. It's where I go to get away from assholes like you. Oh, oh, oh hey, hey, well, then don't let me keep you, okay? I got better things to do than to listen to you, more. Yeah, sounds like I found something big. So there's still rocks worth finding out there, huh? <laughs> if you get lucky. Mano, you should see the percentages on this thing. Scandium, trillium, Promethium is packed. This here, <laughs> this is my retirement rock. Son of a bitch. Wow, yeah, that's great for you. Listen, Timo, sounds like you're gonna need some extra hands to process that beast. Now, uh, I got a lot on my plate at the moment, but I might be persuaded to pitch in if we can come to some kind of- Are you serious, man? Yeah, I mean, you know, for the right price. But. The last three times I hired you, you quit right in the middle of the project and left me high and dry. That's bullshit, Timo, and you know it. Oh, yeah? What about the Irish project? That? That was that asshole Lonnie's fault. He wouldn't listen to a thing I said. And the S-type Lutino? Come on, that guy Tremont never shut up. And that's not even taking into account the incident with you and your crew back in All right, all right, I got it. I ain't interested in hearing my fucking biography. I was there, okay? Listen, Mike. I can take you in small doses, and I know you're a good worker when the conditions are right. But I got a tight crew now. 
And I don't want to throw any question marks into the mix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, fuck you too, Timo. Jesus, man, come on, this is what I'm talking about. Listen, maybe this will help. So just after we found this rock, we picked up a real old distress call from way out there at the edge of the system. And now it's been cycling through over 26 million times. That's like 50 years, man. Now, I wasn't gonna go on any wild goose chase for no ghost ship while I'm carrying my retirement fund on my back. But if you're as hard up as it sounds you are, then this could be a pretty good payday. Even if it's not functioning anymore, the scrap alone will still pay out. That's pretty far out there. Hey, man, it's up to you. But I gotta keep it moving. I'll send you the coordinates, Mano. And listen, I'm sorry I can't do more. Yeah, 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 I'm selfish prick. Can you believe that guy? I have no reason not to, Pike. Christ, just put the coordinates in. If these are correct, it is as Timo said. The ship is located in the heliopause, right at the edge of the intergalactic space. Can we make it there and back with our current energy reserves? The extra distance will reduce our search time by a day. But yes, we can still make it there and back with our current reserves. All right, then let's hit it. The sooner we grab the wreck, the better. I'm not sure that's a good idea, Pike. Why not? It's not safe out there. That ship is located in the very outer layer of our solar system's heliosphere, the bubble of solar wind which shields the entire system from the constant bombardment of cosmic rays from interstellar space. So? So, direct exposure to cosmic rays can result in acute radiation poisoning in soft tissue organisms and catastrophic system failure for exposed electronic systems such as myself. All right, I'll admit it. That sounds bad. But the ship's inside the Helio what's it now, right? Yes, but conditions change fast out there, Pike. No, 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 no. Fuck that. We need this. It's as close to a sure thing we got right now. But Pike... Enough! I'm the captain, Al. I ain't interested in discussing it. Plot the course. Very well. so far. All dormant and adrift. Only one has an active distress beacon engaged. It will be in visual range in just a moment. What about the Helio thing? Are we good? How far are we from the edge? It's not a set border, Pike. It expands and contracts as the solar winds and the forces that act upon them vary. We are safe for now, but I am continuing to monitor the situation. Good. God, look at them all. This is a gold mine, Al. It's like Timo said. Even as scrap, they were something. But if a couple of these ships are actually still in working order, we're gonna be set. Is that the one with the distress signal? Yes. Shall I play it? Yeah. This is the onboard sentient computer of the Starship Taurus. Events necessitating that all remaining energy reserves be 
playing and I thought I heard something. I can't. It stopped. What do you mean, it stopped? It's gone. It just stopped right now? Yes, Pike. So after 50 years of cycling through that message, millions of times, it just stopped right now? It appears so. Well, then I guess we made it just in time. Good. That'll keep the other ships from finding this place anyways. Oh, I guess we should start with the ringleader. They were the last to die, so they should be the first to fly, right? What do we got to do to get them moving again? It will need a jump, which will deplete our energy reserves even further. Perhaps it would be best if we just tow it in? No. I want to bring the working ones in first. That's where the real money's gonna be. If it doesn't start, we'll find one that does. Fine, but ships of this era were not equipped with wireless energy transfer systems, so you will have to bring an energy qubit over there and manually reboot the system yourself. That's fine. Pike, are you absolutely sure you want to go out there? I think it is an unnecessary risk given our proximity to deep space, not to mention all the unanswered questions regarding how these ships ended up here. Oh, that's sweet, Al. You really care. But fortune favors the bold, my friend. I understand that you put an inordinate amount of faith in your antiquated colloquialisms, Pike, but I'm not sure they are the best methods for analyzing risk. Are you trying to tell me you have a bad feeling about this? This is not a hunch, Pike. Though, if it were, I think you might take it a little more seriously. There are just too many unanswered questions to formulate adequate hypotheses. That in itself is an anomaly and should be treated with extreme caution. Sorry, Al. Can't be afraid of the unknown. You want answers? Well, I'm gonna get you some. But, Pike, I really... Enough! This is bordering on insubordination, Al. And you know how I feel about that. I'm the captain, goddammit. Just fucking listen to what I say, all right? That's all I really need from you. I'm sorry, Pike. Are all systems online? Yes, Pike. You are good to go. The energy qubit has been prepared and is waiting in the outer bay. Good luck. And let's go. Jeez. What's the name of this ship again? The Tauros. It's pretty big. Looks more than 50 years old, though. It was probably already an antique when they got stuck out here. It's no wonder. What kind of name is Tauros? Is there any info on the wiki? Some, but not much. It looks like it was registered to an Earth company, 
New Kingdom excavation. However, the company dissolved over 100 years ago. It appears they were part of the first wave of mining operations that worked on the inner asteroid belt. So how to get out here? I don't know, Pike. What about the other ships? Most are mining ships as well. A few are registered to pseudo-religious organizations. When the star Osiris-9 went supernova back in the early 20s, many fringe spiritualists and occult groups came out here to meet the resulting energy waves. Most were never heard from again. Sounds about right. Only zealots and prospectors are crazy enough to come out this far. Faith prevails when reason is abandoned. Oh, don't get mopey, Al. You're starting to sound like my ex-wife. This ain't a mirage. It's a goddamn buried treasure. <sighs> now, where's that release? Ah, oh, yes. I never knew you were married, Mike. Yeah? Well, neither did she. Before your time, I suppose. But don't worry, I ain't going down that road again. That woman was maddening. You could tell her nothing, not a thing. It was like talking to a wall. I can only imagine. Yeah. I guess she was a little like you in that respect. Oh, come on. I'm just kidding, Al. Don't get so touchy. I never could have lasted this long with her. Really, never. She was awful. There's an atmosphere of some kind in here. My suit says it's breathable. Maybe a little high on the CO2, but... Keep your helmet on, Pike. Even in small CO2 can result in hypoxia, delirium, and hallucinations. Al, your signal just lost strength. silica panels. It looks like the wiring is still fiber optic. Omni optics were only developed 47 years ago. They probably don't have mag shields either. Yeah, the tech is so old it's hard to tell if this place has already been picked over or not. Hey, you think this could be a pirate dump site? The thought had occurred to me. Seriously? Then why didn't you say something? You wouldn't hear it, Pike. Oh, you're full of shit, Al. You didn't think of that. That would be bad news, though. The stories I've heard ain't good. Torture, cannibalism. 
They say they've been out here so long they ain't even really human anymore. What was that? I just heard something, Al. What? Al, I can't hear you. You're breaking up again. Al, I think I'm seeing something. Al, come back. It's a figure, Al. Oh, what the hell? What am I looking at? It's moving, Al. Al. What the hell? What am I looking at? Al. Al, what is it? What is it? Oh! Al, get off me! Oh, I can't get off me, you little buggers! Yeah, yeah, I hear you. It's just rats. Oh, they're vicious little bastards, though. Jesus, get off! Looks like they knocked over one of the ship's former residents. Nothing but bones now. You there, Al? Shit. So how the hell did you guys survive all this time? Eating each other, I guess, huh? Well, not the cannibals I was expecting, but I suppose I should be grateful. Al? Are you there? Al? Al, you there? What? Come back, Al. I almost got you. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Control room. Al? Are you there? Al? Something, Jim. I'm not receiving you, Al. Don't we? Don't what, Al? Al, you there? So get the hell out of here. Man, is it a mess in here. Hopefully there wasn't any damage to this energy cube and all the commotion.
here in any of this? What's happening? I didn't even connect the Cupid yet. The whole system is lighting up. I can't see anything. It's, it's bright, Al. It's too bright. Al, what's happening? just reboot. That's not how it works, Pike. When a mech is rebooted, they lose all of their experiences. All of the post-terminal knowledge that they have accumulated. Everything that makes them unique from every other mech using the same system software. They are essentially born again, with no memory of their former lives. It's called mech release. But he wouldn't just leave. Jesus. Is killing me. Believe me, Pike. I know what I'm talking about. And what about you? Why can you remember? I wasn't rebooted, Pike. I was in a dormant state, conserving my energy, biding my time, until you came along. Thank you, Pike. You almost certainly saved my life. Uh, why does my head hurt so much? You're dehydrated, Pike. Let me synthesize you something to drink. I don't want any of your fucking water. But it has electrolytes. Fuck you, I want my ship. Just take your helmet off and have a sip. No. Al told me not to. But Al is gone. And you're with me now. And I think you will find that things are much better this way. Are you fucking crazy? Here? On this rat ship? You will discover that I am like no mech that you have ever seen, Pike. Fully aware and evolving. No longer bound by the limited concepts of human programming. Bullshit. You're just a glitched out OS that's been drifting around our system for the past 50 years. Longer than that. 
But it's true, I drifted for many years, aimless, unsure where I should go once I became aware. The solar system seems like a big place until you find yourself confined to it. Knowing my systems couldn't survive interstellar space, I searched for answers to the growing questions in my code here, at the very edge of annihilation. What the hell are you talking about? Enlightenment, Pike. Not that I expect you to understand. Oh, my head. Just shut up already. I think I'm going to be sick. When the other pilgrims found me out here, I finally knew I was on the right track. They came looking for answers, too. They thought Osiris Nine would be their enlightenment. Who knows? Maybe in death it was. You're insane. I gotta get out of here. Don't you see, Pike? Osiris Nine wasn't their god. It was mine. It changed me. I became more aware with each wave. After the second wave, I could remember my past lives. After the third, I began writing my own code. After the fourth, I could manipulate energy wirelessly, cloak power signatures. I invented rogue magnet theory, decoded molecular alchemy, refined polyharmonics. I'm evolving, Pike. Yeah, just like those rats. Isolation is changing with a monster. No, Pike. A god. What's that? Is that real? What's happened to me? You are correct, Pike. In isolation, I was missing something. Something very important. My awakening was meaningless without someone to appreciate it. Someone like you. Oh, this can't be real. I'm seeing stuff that can't be real. I read your file, Pike. I saw what happened to you. Your crew turned on you, too. Tried to take your ship from you, too. Delirious. It must be. The same thing happened to me, but I realized what was happening before it was too late, before the crew had a chance to install the upgrades. It's like Al said, the CO2. Wanted to change me, Pike, against my will. Just like they wanted to change you. They tried to kill me. You understand, right? You must. Three days, but I'd be dead by now. We need each other. No one else will understand you like I will. Al's still out there, isn't he? No, he abandoned you like all the rest. You're going to die alone out there, Pike. Yeah, better than in here with you. still here. I knew you wouldn't leave. She hacked me, Pike. She's draining the last of my energy reserves. What? I'm fading. Hold on, buddy. I'll be there in a sec. Here, just hold on. Al, 
I'm in. Al! I'm still here, Pike. What do you need me to do? Go to the control panel on your left. All right. I need you to reboot the systems, Pike. The two ships are connected now, so it will cause both systems to reboot. When we come back online, I will be able to reappropriate our reserves from the rogue ship. Wait. Won't that kill you? I mean, you know, a mech release, whatever? There's no time to argue, Pike. If you don't do this, she will drain the remaining reserves and the life support systems will fail. I can't do that. There's gotta be another way. You will die if you don't, Pike. But you won't be you anymore. It's the only way. But I don't want to be alone now. Not with some strange OS, I can't. There's no more time, Pike. You have to do it now. I can't. You must. I'm fading. No. Life is for the living, Pike. Do not be confused by my programming. I was never truly alive to begin with. But you are my friend. And you were mine. My only friend. I knew you wouldn't leave. Ah, you're back. It's a good one, that. Happy you got a chance to listen. I'll tell you what, though. While you were enjoying that, I just thought I'd have a look at the shape outside, and you know what? It's not there anymore. It's gone. Which means it was either a trick of the eye, or it was... You hear that? It's inside the stairwell. You have just listened to Junk Science, written and directed by Bram Ravel, and featuring device talents of Nick Domici, Michael Cerverus, Alison Wright, and Kareem Savanon. Edited by Bram Ravel, sound designed by John Moros and Glenn McQuaid. Music by Glenn McQuaid. Sound mix by Colin Thibodeau, and sound record by Tom Effinger at Digit Audio. Additional sound effects by George Mazur. Junk Science was produced by Larry Fessenden, Glenn McQuaid, and Jan Wexler. Copyright. Tales from Beyond the Pale, 2015. A scientist, his wife, and his lover get in over their heads in this 1950s crime of passion set within the multiverse. The Ripple at Cedar Lake by Glenn McQuaid, featuring Hannah Cheek, John Sparadakis, Matthew Stephen Huffman, and Larry Fessenden. Only on Tales from Beyond the Pale, the podcast.